Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ooh. Welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Chatty Stripe Podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water, do you believe? We have a great show for you guys today. We're going to do some fantasy homies and fantasy jabronis. We're bringing back Buki Mets. And of course, we got to talk about the Clippers. So buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. We sitting here. I'm supposed to be the franchise player. And we in here talking about practice. Clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History title. Tie game. Gives it to Jenkins for the championship. He's going for the corner. He's got it. Bases loaded. Two out. back baby it's the charity stripe pitch your free throws because they're fuddy so 274 coming hot out you guys and so 273 and i'm joined on this one by offensive and defensive coordinators nikki snacks Kreider and alex toss me the rock tosopolis and we have an excellent week of football coming up week two super excited we have some betting advice we have some fantasy football advice but before we get into all of that last night nikki snacks clippers were absolutely embarrassed and trounced by jamal murray and the comeback kids, him and Jokic, the comeback 3-1 kids. Did in round one, now have done it in round two. They've never not been in a game seven. They love the, they love, apparently they love the pressure. Um, they won, Celtics got some free basketball, unfortunately couldn't capitalize, they lost to the Heat. So if you parlayed the Heat and the Nuggets, you would have won some money. And there's only one place, realistically, you can do parlays, you can do prop bets. If you picked Bam out of bio to have the game-winning block, which I realistically don't think you could bet on, but if there were a place to bet on it, that place would be Toss. Bet online. Bet online. I did bet on a prop bet on Bam out of bio to have four and a half assists. I bet on the over. It hit. He had eight assists. That's a week under. Yeah, it was it's a, a, week it was a plus bet, too. I mean, it was an easy take for me. That's easy money. Um, but, yeah, bet online, you know, from game spreads, totals, to team player and coaching props, bet online gives you more options to wager than any other place online, as Josh mentioned, and there's always the online casino, Nick's favorite, 24-7 blackjack and poker. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Whoa, they know, we know, everybody knows. BetOnline.ag. Uh, Celtics, quickly, a lot of shoe left, as they say, at the blackjack table on that one. Um, disappointed I was uh, as a fan because I felt the offense got super stagnant at the end of game one. Yeah, and you kinda, hate to see the, the just kind of wait when you have 22, 17 seconds left and they just – they just dribbled the ball out and that. then had Jason Tatum take a step back 27-footer, which, look, he's an excellent step-back shooter. He's one of the best in the NBA. Congrats to him. He was uh, voted NBA All-Third Team. Probably should have been second ahead of Siakam, in all honesty. Uh, from what we've seen in the playoffs, absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't believe that uh, you know Siakam was, was an NBA All-Second all Team. But that's not the shot you want at the end. And They had ISO ball going with Kemba already. and I don't get why you moved to get isolation ball with another player and gave him less time to break it down. Or it made no sense to me. isolation in general because your offense is one of the – when it's clicking, everyone can pass. Everyone's always looking for the open 
for the open teammate, and I hate that they kind of have fallen prey to the rest of what but the NBA does. But that's the Hayward. That's missing Hayward. That what he does, and it's very become more and more apparent game in and game out that he's not there. The ball movement with him on the court, especially with obviously this was the first unit out there, but they usually roll him out in the second unit as well and let him bleed over. Um, he's great. I mean, the ball movement is just so much better. And the Celtics do a terrible job of stepping on the throat. What I mean by that is they don't close out well at all. They'll build these massive leads. They'll play excellent defense, and they'll get excellent fast break points, and they'll take massive leads. They'll be up like 10 going with four minutes left, yeah. and that lead is not safe. They let teams back in the game. Uh, you saw it in the Raptors series. I mean, all the games that they beat the Raptors were, were blowouts. They smoked them, and all the games that the Raptors won were close ones. But they right. let them back in. That they right. let them back in. I mean, the one where OG hit the game winner, they, the Celtics are winning the whole game. Yeah, the Celtics were winning this game, and the next thing you know, uh, this listen, this Miami team. You if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. Yeah, yeah, they just have so many weapons. Every I mean, Goran Dragic was fantastic. But, you know, you end up leaving open. A lot of times what happens in the NBA is you force the ball out of the best player's hands and so that the fourth or fifth guys on the court have to be the ones shooting a three or making a play. Jay Crowder was one of those guys, and he played tremendously. Duncan Robinson, Duncan Robinson deals with foul trouble. You bring Tyler Harrow in, and he had a fantastic game, almost had a triple-double. Yeah. Um, so their, their players just step up in the depth. I mean, Nick and I were texting during the game yesterday. Just the depth is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. They unbelievable. were about as unconscious as I was. I've, my body literally shut down in the second quarter, and so did Jay Crowder's uh, because he was lights out. Hair, but like That's the whole point. Like We were watching the game, and Jimmy Butler, our, one of our roommates was like, Butler was so ready for that shot. Yeah, because that's how their offense is built. Drogic, first of all, looks the most athletic he's ever looked. Yeah, in my healthy. eyes, he looks really good. Man he, on a mission. Man on a mission. He drives to the paint, and then it's just everyone collapses, and then it's just who who's open, who's the best option to kick it out to, and everyone's ready to rip it. Right. And the, you, in you the touched upon the block a little bit earlier, but is that the best block we've seen since the LeBron block? Yeah, it's the best block. I think is it's it better than the LeBron block, you think? The block I, itself is, yeah. Yeah, the block itself. The timing and the, the circumstances, no, but – they're they're up there. They're right there, neck and neck. I mean, that ball was halfway down the basket. His, I thought his wrist broke. Like my wrist yeah, would have broken if I was in that situation. And for for Tatum to go up in that kind of way at the end of the game, Stupid. if he had put that down, if he had put that, if he had snuck that pass, bam, that would have been one of the greatest plays I've ever seen. But that's like not his game. I didn't like him going up for that. I didn't feel comfortable with. I don't know. I, I didn't like him going up. He looked like he was about to yam it on his face. But ba I, uh, on a, I, I, I didn't enjoy. I didn't feel comfortable, and obviously, it's you know, it's yeah, hindsight twenty twenty. You could say that now, but nonetheless, I did not feel good watching him go up for a Yamski on a bigger Bam Adebayo. Like I felt like I was like, that's like your of all the bag of tricks this guy has, everything he can do. That's what we're going with right now. I just think Stevens got outmaneuvered at the end of the game, and that was a little frustrating to see. I, I do think. Bullshit. Yes, yeah, Spolster's. Spolster's a fantastic head coach. Yeah, he's top three head coach in the league. It was pretty telling. Daniel Tice, 35 minutes, fouled out, four points. Yeah, so but you he, said that was going to happen. Yeah, so Bam clearly is the best big man they've faced, and he had his he had his way with him in the paint. Bam is the best big man they've faced, and but Bam has the most – like, look, when they faced Embiid, it's, it's the cut fastball. You know Mariano's going to throw it, except you're not trying to hit a 92-mile-per-hour fastball. You're just trying to stop a big seven-footer which nowadays is a lot easier than it used to be. So I think Bam operating within this team makes it very hard for Daniel Tice. Yeah, last thing before we move on to the, the Clippers-Nuggets yeah. game, that other game that happened. We, we don't have to. We, can, <laughs> we, I can. Think we need to at least touch on it. But Kemba Walker, um, similarly to, to Paul George, has been very often on quiet. these playoffs. Pedestrian. He was very quiet this, this game. He was bad. He was bad. Yeah, he game. shot very bad. He shot really bad. Shot really poorly, and I he did hit some big shots, which is classic. But he just has fashion. been doing that, like at the end. But then, it, like Marcus Smart steps up and tries to, tries to take over for that role a little bit. But how many times can Marcus yeah, Smart do that in saying. a series of seven? Not all. You want Kemba to be that guy. You want Marcus Smart to give you twelve to fifteen on those open threes that are in the offense. You don't yeah. want him. Look, he shot he shot very well from the three point line. Especially at the beginning, he's been cooking really early lately. There was a stretch though in the first quarter where he missed three shots in a row, and like the on the second one, you're like, okay, Marcus Smart, you've missed two threes in a row. He's so streaky. Let Jalen Brown yeah. take a shot. Let Kemba develop something for himself. Let Tatum take it to the rack. 
But um, but yeah, I mean, Kemba needs to play better. He said that himself, so you like to see him kind of putting the responsibility on himself. Yeah, but I hate to be like that, but no shit. Like, you got to play better. You're the big money guy. I don't care that Tatum's, you know, all NBA third team. I don't care. Player. Yeah, I don't I don't care that Jalen has had an unbelievable bubble. I don't care that Marcus Smart's stepping up offensively. You are the guy. You're the quote-unquote quarterback. I and mean, I think you bring up a perfect point there, Toss. I mean, he's playing like Paul George, and look no further. He can use Paul George as an example that if you don't play to your potential, then you're going to get bounced. Yeah. And he's, like, hitting these, like, big shots at the end of the game. But don't get me wrong, love it to death. But that can't bail him out from having, a, a, again, to use the word, pedestrian first three quarters well, you, every time. You already know he's a liability on the defensive side. And so he has to bring it on the offensive side of the ball every single game. We're great defensively. Right. Defensively, yeah. I have no qualms. You guys can make up for him being on the court. I mean, oh, we, yeah. we saw In some space. defensive switches where – their bigger guys end up with Kemba on the block, and it's just it's an and one every single time. Basically, you got to you got to stay away from that. You you can't be switching. Speaking of switching, I, I mean, we keep talking about this Celtics uh, Celtics Heat game, but the, the Heat switch better than any other team I I think I've ever seen. Yeah, their hands are always in the passing lane. They're really long. They they have a lot of guys who can play well, a lot of different too. positions. No one is slow on that team. No, not at they all. Really, yeah, everyone's quick, good. and everyone's long. Everyone's long, except when Kendrick's out there. Other than that, everyone's long as hell. Right. It's and everyone plays with a tremendous amount of passion, which, again, we did not see from the Clippers. They blew a 3-1 lead. Uh, Nick, what do, you think, what do you think about just, like, next steps for the team? Everyone, They're all saying, like, we just run it back. You know, is that what you think is actually going to happen? Are moves going to be made? I mean, gut reaction – I would say fire Doc Rivers at this point, but I don't think that's going to happen, to be honest, just because, you know, you have Kawhi, you have Paul George for at least another year. You need to have a coach that's going to be able to, you know, utilize their, you know, what they have, their potential, maximize all that. So I don't, I, I do think Doc stays, gets another opportunity, but like, I mean, he's, he's blown leads before. I mean, he did it against the Rockets in 2015. They were up 3-1, right? And, I mean, you, you blew lead after lead in this series, and they've never made it to the Western Conference Finals. It's just – it's so tough and so frustrating. It's like – I don't know. It, it's an embarrassment of a franchise for sure. But in terms of the roster, <laughs> that made, I, I don't know really what – like. You what more can more. you do? Yeah. I, I, think, I think maybe adding a point guard to, like, actually take the ball out of Kawhi's hands, like – because he doesn't have to be running point the entire time, right? Because, like, look at the yeah. Raptors. You know, Kyle Lowry was running point. Yeah, I, I mean, if you add maybe like a veteran a point. Uh, point guard, that's not Patrick Beverly. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Lou Will said it in the press conference. He was like, "Look, this is we just we didn't gel. We had no time." But that's my issue. That was your issue the, the entire the time, whole Josh. year. And he, and he admitted. And the it. other thing is, they were getting worked by Jokic the whole entire time. They didn't really have anyone to match up with him. I mean, Trez, he's good, but like he's he's undersized. Let he's, him. He's walk. much smaller than Jokic. You need a true big man down there that's like six ten. That's gonna eat up the glass. Yeah. yeah. I, I bottom bottom line though, I, look, I I think that I think that a lot of people are kind of like digging into Kawhi Leonard right now, which I think is a little bit unfair because totally. he was tremendous in the playoffs. Yeah. And he had no help really for for a lot of it. He, a lot of I it. I mean. The entire Mavs series, the second best player on the Clippers was was Marcus Morris. It wasn't Paul Paul George. Paul George disappeared these playoffs. Playoff pandemic P playoff P is is a real thing up until till now. I mean, he's not really had a good playoff run um, outside of when he was on the Pacers, but that was when he was on the come up. He had other good players on his team. I just I, I'm really disappointed in him. Um, I think that. Just further proof that, like, like what you're saying, Trez is so limited that, like, I don't know how they're going to be able walk. to pay him because he's going to want money. He won an well, award yeah, I, too. I don't think I don't think they're able to retain him. I'd be interested to see if they'll go after Boogie Cousins. Hmm. Yeah, he he's over the hill, but sure, maybe if he's healthy. My thing with the Clippers, and I'm so happy that they proved this point. You cannot beat team basketball. You cannot beat it. It is virtually impossible. And, you, yeah, Katie joined the Warriors. He joined a Warriors team that was 73 wins already. So that team was already a team. And you're adding Kevin Durant. 
All right, that was already a team. Yeah, Kawhi went to the Raptors, but those guys had already been playing together. Team basketball is huge. And the Clippers this year, if you're talking about, oh, we don't have to run it back, how about you run it back correctly? How about you stop taking games off and stop resting and, and stop sitting out games? And, and how many games does this unit play together? How many games did Kawhi and Paul George play together comparatively to Anthony Davis and LeBron James? Who's Compared all, to Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. They don't miss shit. I mean, they were in there the whole time. Remember when we went to the Clippers Celtics game, right? We were all worried. We we're like, we're going to be so pissed off if Kawhi and Paul George don't play this game. And it was the first game that they actually played together. And it was in like November, like mid November. Yeah. Exactly. And, they, and, then, and then it was off again. And they did not, they didn't, they not take it seriously. Yeah, is a way to say it. But I think that they got really lackadaisical. They rested on their laurels, they rested on their talent. And they got lackadaisical. And a little bit of... They weren't fully healthy. And you have to hold Doc accountable, too. Because when you're 3-2... You're the captain of the ship. When you've lost that game, you have to dig into guys. You have to make them know that if they don't win this next game, if they don't win this game six, that they're going to go home. They had no answer for Jokic. They had no I, uh, answer. They had no I answer. was listening to an interview... Not an interview, but just a report. It might have been Rachel Nichols. I'm not 100% sure who it was. But they were saying... Um, you know, that Doc scheduled the team dinner for the guys after the game six, right? And they were like, well, I mean, the team dinner isn't that little, like, presumptuous, thinking that you're going to win the game already. And they lost. And he ended up saying, we ended up needing that team dinner anyway. And so they, they said the next day was Sunday. They had an off day, right? And they said, we did nothing but hung out, didn't talk about basketball at all, watched football. Uh, he realized that five of the guys on the team were all Cowboys fans. So they were throwing money on the Cowboys game. Uh, he wants some money on the Rams. And, like, that's what a Clippers fan wants to hear about their team going into a Game 7, is that they gambled on football together. I don't – look, I don't – that, That's supposed to gel you as a team? Like, focus. There's, there, yeah, there's there's do you, there's two sides of the coin. Do you want them to do that, or do you want them – you don't want them to be, like, I don't know. I guess, yeah. I mean, you, that's definitely not what you want to hear, at least. I that's could definitely agree. Not the, I don't know, that's man. not the story, no, for, I mean, yeah. not the story I from the first round where Jamal Murray was like, I was packing my bag, and then I realized, why am I packing my bag? I don't I want to understand. Leave. I understand, like, getting together as a team, having some camaraderie, right? Going out together, having fun, you know, mm-hmm. shooting shit, just taking your mind off things. But, like, you're going into Game 7 on Monday, right? And this team has come back and beat you twice already. Like, focus, lock in, like, don't, don't be watch. I mean, whatever, watch football here and there, but like, I don't know. I, yeah, I they got lackadaisical. Seem like the great preparation there. Like yeah. I remember when my football coaches used to tell me like a night before a game, like you need to lock in and focus, right? No distractions at all. Right. They always to, tell athletes go. not to sleep with women before, you know what I mean? Like go to bed early. Yeah, exactly. Get yeah. a good night's sleep. Have a good dinner. Have a good breakfast. Like well, all the things that you're supposed to do correctly. Do and, and look, like they got, not... they got lucky. Like if the if the Nuggets got lucky, I would understand that. But they stormed. Like Malone had an answer and had an adjustment every time he needed to. Doc Rivers quite the opposite. And judging off that story, like look, we've spoken to RC Buford, who has said sometimes heading into like Game One, you know, in the Spurs Heat rematch, they were kind of chill. You know, we've heard guys say, you know what, sometimes it's cool to lay back and not overthink it and, and, and kind of, you know, trust your game. I am I, I'm into that school of thought. But going off what you're basing, Nick, and going off what, you know, we've been saying, this isn't a team that can do that because they haven't played together. Right. right. They can't just rest on their laurels because they're not a team. And they're a bunch of different great players. And it's easy to say this now looking back at it, but you look at that series with the Mavs. Yeah. And the in the the game where Luca hits the shot at the end, the Clippers had a double digit lead, more than a fifteen point lead in that game. I mean, you just look at what happened to them. They bl- how many leads do you have to Every blow time. before you look at yourself and you go, something's not clicking here. Something's yeah. not right. We need to bear down and fix a problem. Versus we, saying, you know, we have Paul George and Kawhi will figure itself and out, and they'll and they'll figure it they'll figure it out. And there was not yeah, much, I, not many adjustments that are made. And I think that. Because of that, like the one-two punch of Jokic and Murray, I, I want to give them as much credit as possible because I said this off the air. They came to play. And then at the, at the end of the game or at the end of a shot clock, when you need to get a bucket, they get to incorporate both of their best players in their best option, which is the pick and roll with Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. That is so valuable and that is so unique. There are not very many teams that have that going for them. Even the Celtics, right? That's why I don't like the, the play at the very end. Like, 
they get to incorporate both of their best players. And how do you handle it? It's impossible to handle Jokic coming off of a pick and roll because he can do so many different things. And if you don't handle him, Jamal Murray hits one in your eye. So it's a, it's a fantastic one of the best pick and roll duos I've ever seen. It's, it's really, really great to watch. And, and as much as Kawhi Leonard is auto from, you know, that, that fadeaway jumper, he was off this game and it showed, it showed because the rest of the team didn't pick up the slack and they lost the game. That team never, they never take their foot off the pedal. The Nuggets, they floor it every time to the end of the game, and you have to have them in your rearview mirror. You can't All just that be. All being c- said, though, I do think that if the if if the the Mavericks beat the Clippers in the first round, that I think that they would have been able to beat the Nuggets if they had KP. If they didn't have KP, I don't think so. Yeah, it's it's tough. That's I, it. you. You have to like you guys had no answer for Jokic, and you're talking about the pick well, and roll. Think, like coming out of the pick thing. and roll, we saw the Nuggets in, in round one, and they didn't have Gary Harris. And Gary Harris makes a huge difference. He makes a really a really big difference. Surprisingly, for two years ago, I would have said yeah. Last year, I would have said no. And now, apparently, he, his defensive game is well, just, just taking body out there that's good, incompetent, knows what he's doing. Dude, he's good defensively. Yeah. The thing is, though, the thing is, though, like a lot of people are shocked about this, and no. I was shocked too. Um, but the thing is, like, they're a three seed. They're a three seed that beat a two seed. That happens. Happens often. Totally. Yeah. The way I felt about it, though, is the same way I kind of felt about the Bucks. though. They're, they're a one seed who hasn't done much in the playoffs, whose best player hasn't done much in the playoffs. That was more surprising right? to the, me. The than... Nuggets are a three seed who were a one seed two years ago. Or was it last year where they were the one seed? They were two seed last year. They were two seed last year. It didn't make much noise in the playoffs. Yeah. Right? And, and now... They finally do because something's clicked. I I also think that I think that the fresh legs thing is taken. It, it's helped them for sure. I because you know the team chemistry obviously was not there for the Clips. They've had guys who were in and out of the bubble. We talked about Lou Williams. We talked about Montrez. Yeah. Um, unfortunate circumstances for him. You've got guys like Beverly who's hurt. You look at this this Nuggets roster and it's like they're all young guys. They're all young guys who are getting up and down the court. They look like they're full pace. Everything. Is going well for them. Same thing with the Heat. Not a lot of veterans on their team outside of Drogic. Um, even Jimmy Butler is still under 30. Um, and the same thing with the Celtics. The only other team is is the Lakers. But, hey, look, they have LeBron James, who uh, has been there and done that for a long amount of time. I think he's going to come out and make a statement. He's now going to – this is – Well, they have Anthony Davis, who they can put on Jokic. Jokic. And this is also – this is a massive game changer. And this is also potentially where LeBron comes in and says – there are several reasons why I'm the best player in the world still. One of them, namely, I get in there and take care of business and leave no doubt. Leave no doubt. Kawhi, like, I, I think Kawhi's disgustingly good at basketball, and there's no doubt about that. Leaves doubt sometimes, to be honest. Yeah, but it's a, t- I mean, it's a team look, game. We don't, need to, we don't need to talk too yeah. much more about this. It's a team game. Alex Caruso, Rondo, Kuzma, Danny Green are all playing some of the best basketball they've played all year right now. They're locked in. They're locked makes in. makes them better. Yeah. He makes them better. He does. You gotta make it, you gotta make players better. Uh, cool. All right. Fantasy football advice. Fantasy homies. Fantasy jabronis, and we'll give you some stream city action. Uh, I'll just throw them out here. QBs. Fantasy homie. I got my boy Tom Brady. Um, last week was a rough week. I think Evans being hurt. I think they misused Gronk. Misused Gronk. Week one. You got to get your sea legs. Weird off season, new team. Tough, I'm not ready tough to. Tough week one matchup too. Very tough defense. That the Saints get all the hype on offense. That defense causes some fits. They're heading into the Super Superdome. Fans or no fans, not easy. And I think Tom Brady. Um, I think this is a game that they're going to roll. I think they're really going to get in there and, and they're going to beat the Panthers. And I think a lot of people are expecting them to run the ball. I don't think they need to get the run game going. They need to get the pass game going. And this is a, not a tune-up game because the Panthers, I think, are competitive. But this is a game where Tom yeah, Brady... Exactly. It's a gel game. It's really where you kind of try to flex that muscle. It's a game where you should win and you should try to pull out all the stops, honestly, and really get everybody involved in the offense and look for him to spread the ball out a lot. And I, I just think they, they got nervous with Gronkowski. They used him as a, a six blocker, which again, we say all the time, is one of his bread and butters that people don't give him credit for. But they got to get him out in the pass game more. They got to let him operate. Mention, this is a defense that they're playing against that allowed 34 points to the Raiders. Yeah, right. this, this should be a game where they come in and, and they take care of business. For sure, for sure. It, I will. I am. I am a little hesitant just because of the fact that I do think they're going to run the ball as well because the Raiders ran all over them 
Um, but I mean, Tom's going to get his. I, I think it's a safe bet to start him for sure. I think that they will run the. Listen, I think they're going to be up, so they will run the ball. And again, you're right. The Raiders did run on them. I just think they need. It's it's vital that they get the pass game going early and often, yep. and they get things settled. You know, without this, without the big preseason, they yeah. need to utilize this game. I'm interested. I mean, you said Gronk was misused, and I mean, I. I agree with you to a certain extent, but they have O.J. Howard, who has always been a very good pass catcher, and he's very dynamic playmaker. So I'm wondering if that's just kind of the system that they want to implement, where they could want, they they want Gronk to block and they want O.J. to 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 make the plays. He caught a touchdown pass. No, yeah, O.J. was good, and I, so, but if you have Gronkowski out there, if you're gonna have him, use him. Don't like placate and don't like you know tiptoe around it. If you got him, use him. I get it's week one. I get you're trying to get again get your sea legs together. Yeah. But if you have Gronk, you got to use him. You got to figure good, out a way to get him. It's a good play. It's a good yeah. play. Nice uh, matchup for sure. Jabroni, and you have to start. Listen, you, you can't not start your big guns, at least in the first four weeks, in my opinion. But a guy I think is going to have a tough time this week is Deshaun Watson. Um, he looked a little pedestrian against, I've been using that word a lot today, against the <laughs> Chiefs. My word of the day, pedestrian crossing. Uh he looked a little weak against the Chiefs, and I think that Ravens' defense is a lot tougher than Kansas City's, um, t- up to oh, front. Yeah. I think the Chiefs' defensive line is very strong. Could, could be the best defense in the league. Very easily. And again, the Browns' new head coach, new offensive system, we're giving them the benefit of the doubt one last time, but the Ravens waxed them and walked all over them. Yeah. And I think Deshaun Watson... Again, with new weapons, he had a tough time getting the ball down the field. It was very, it was very played within the within the uh, yard markers, not the yard markers, within the sticks. There we go. He played very well within the sticks, but he couldn't get the ball past the you know ten yards past the first down right. um, extremely well. And I think this Ravens team is not the team that he's going to get it started on. And I think that the Texans fall zero and two. I think, and I think Deshaun Watson goes for another weak game. They had a they had a decent time running the ball with mm. David Johnson, and I think that gets way harder with this Ravens team. Um, I think everything gets harder. I mean, everything the is. secondary definitely matches up really well with the receivers as well. I mean, Marcus Peters and Jimmy Smith are two of the best out there right now. Mm-hmm. And I would almost, if you have, listen, if you have Duke a good, Johnson's hurt too, that, that's yeah. just another, uh, you know, it's a depleted, depleted weaponry for Deshaun Watson anyway, but that's mm. further depletes it, which is just, that's no bueno. And the fact that we're even resting our laurels on the mention of Duke Johnson says where we're at with this Houston Texans team. Bill O'Brien's a joke. Um, Stream City, though, a guy that if you, if I have, listen, if I have Deshaun Watson, I'm in a one QB league, and I have this guy on my bench, I may rip this guy. Matthew Stafford had a very... You explain what Stream City means. Stream City, a guy that you could, a guy, new term. Guy, a thing, a guy you could pick up, or a guy you have on your bench that you could stream that week, who's not your typical starter, but you could throw them in there because it's a plus matchup and a good play. I think that guy this week is Matt Frat Stafford, number nine, Detroit <laughs> Lions. Uh, he had a very iffy second half against a good Bears defense. That Bears defense is still good. The pass rush is very good. The defensive backfield is good, and he didn't have Kenny Galladay. He had a weak second half. But at one point in the second quarter and in in late in the first quarter, he was absolutely lights out. And I think getting ahead so early well, took him. Well, add another four points to his fantasy performance because, again, DeAndre, DeAndre Swift, Swift they dropped, dropped the touchdown. touchdown. I think he fell out of rhythm because they started running the ball and then they had to come back and pass a lot. It was a very weird script for them that game. But I think you know that Green Bay, especially the way they looked last week, they're going to come out swinging and they're coming oh, yeah. out with you the You know they're going to be playing from behind this week for they're, sure. Exactly. So Stafford's going to be throwing the ball. If Galladay's there, he's got hockey. And guys just play. They play more up to their potential when they play against other quarterbacks that are very good. I mean, they're playing against Aaron Rodgers. You want to match his performance. Yeah, and ha- yeah. listen, not having your best receiver is huge. Well, I, I, I'm, I think receiver is one of the is a tertiary piece still. I know these guys are getting paid. They're getting drafted super high, and I'd still rather have a great receiver, spend more capital on a great receiver than a great running back. Um, but, again, the receiver position is still very important. Not as important as the line or tight end in my book, but a good receiver is huge, especially one as good as Kenny Galladay. And so having I him in the mix. Healthy. Yeah. That would bode well for my uh, season prediction. Running back, uh, homie. Guy, Toss and I have in our team, uh, Mostert. Uh, I think this Jets team is absolute hot garbage. Their defense is utter Swiss cheese. Last week he got the carries you would need, um, but didn't get the yardage. He did have a booming play, an 80-yard, an 80 yard, 75-yard. He had 81 yards total in the air, 75-yard reception for a touchdown, which is great to see, which makes up for the you know the lackluster run performance. He's so fast. He's so fast. 
I look, they're Debo's out, Ayuk's hurt, you know, Kittle's hurt. They added Muhammad Sanu Sr., couldn't even stick on the Patriots roster. I think they're going to have to get the ball. They're going to kind of get into MetLife and get out. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those games. They're going to let the defense do their thing on Darnold because he's got no weapons and no offensive line. They're kind of going to they're going to smother them, end this game quick, and get the heck back to San Francisco. Yeah. In and out. And the way you do that is you run the clock, and they're going to run it down their throats with Mostert. Fun fact. Shoot. Mostert reached a top speed of 22 0.73 miles per hour on the uh, on the touchdown play, which is the fastest speed reached by a ball carrier over the past three seasons since That's the start of ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So he's uh, he's fast. He's fast. I think um, just on an unrelated note, I think that we could see a little bit more Tevin Coleman work in this game. Yeah, he was uh, he was he's nursing an injury. He was last week, and that's why we saw Nurse Coleman. <laughs> we saw less. Uh, Less snaps for him, um, but I think I think that you know they take an early lead on this Jets team, and I think Tevin Coleman could surprise. I know a lot of people dropped him, and I picked him up in a couple. It, it was that like you know who, let's see who everyone else drops, yeah, because that's someone you could potentially pick up. And I, look, when when these Week one weapons and two come back, when that, Kittle yeah. is healthy, when Debo's back, and that running game will just will just come to fruition. And if Coleman's in there, if he's getting the snaps. He's worth having on your roster because they do work on the ground. They did work last year. I don't think much is going to change. They mixed it up last year in and out with Coleman and yeah. Mostert. It yeah. was Mostert at the end of the season in the playoffs. Yeah, but I Coleman mean, I'll take Mostert love. over both of them, obviously, and he's going he's gonna to have a great week. There. It's a good one. Uh, Jabroni uh, Chubb, and it's everyone's fault but his own. Look, we I don't know how many ch- – we'll give the, this, this Browns team one more chance, like I said at the top, but I don't know how many more lives we can give these guys. At what point? I mean, we have people calling for Trevor Lawrence already in Cleveland, and it's not. It's listen. Are the Browns end up with the first overall pick? Good lord! What are they going to do? You're not going to not take him. You're not going to not take him. Ah, uh, I don't know, man. You do. You. I listen, would trade back. I don't. Get the number one overall pick. You got to trade back. You took Baker Mayfield two years ago at number one overall. But what if he stinks? You're already over it. If he's bad this year, if you, if you if the Browns end up with the first overall pick, and this is scorching takes because I think they'll figure it out. They have Odell, Hooper, Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt, and Nick Chubb, and they've signed Batonio, and they go out and they draft Jedrick Wills, and they I have, have and they have a good a solid good defense. Team. They have a bevy of weapons. If Stefanski and Baker Mayfield can't get it together. And they are in a position where they're picking first overall. Yeah, you got to get Trevor Lawrence because that means you are worse than the Jets, and they stink. And they absolutely you can get a king's ransom for that pick next year. But if you if you come in last, so much capital. If you come in last, that means your quarterback sucks. It means your quarter, and I I mean that for the 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 Washington, look the the Reds, the Cardinals. They took Rosen tenth overall. I don't don't think we should freak out though. I'm, not f- okay, I'm just saying because I think that it's a hot a, take. I'm getting Thursday hot. Night ga- this is a Thursday night game. As much as I love Joe and Joe loves the primetime spotlight, <laughs> I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked. I'll be rooting for him tomorrow. I wouldn't be shocked. They if got he put, murdered if he put out a sweet performance. Honestly, but I do think that the Browns are going to take care of business, and I think that I think Odell will have a bounce back game. I think Baker yeah. will have a bounce back game. I do. I really think, but you better. Uh, and but, but there's they, a lot of touches to go around. He targeted Odell ten times. They're throwing more because they want to get that going. It's important for their offense. They have to get the quarterback going. They get that going, similar to what you were talking about, Tom Brady. Yeah. And I think that Chubb is not going to get the 20, 25 carries that you want. Get 10 last game. You need him to get. Kareem Hunt and more. Well, they paid Kareem Hunt. They paid him. Not a lot of money, but they paid him. But they paid him. How many teams have secured their backup running back like that? No. Very many. But how many teams have a backup running back like that? None. Not many. And he (laughs) outcarried him. And did yeah. well. Not that Chubb did badly. He had a good yards per carry. Well, it's kind of, you know what it is? It's kind of obvious what they're going to do. When they put Chubb in the game, they're giving him the ball and they're going to run it up the gut. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt can do so many different things. Creates a bit more mystery. He does. He does. And when he really got in the mix, even though it was a different, you know, different coaching staff at the end of last year, when he got in the mix. Well, their offense was, a, was just more, more efficient and successful when they were mixing them in together. You have to. You have both. You got to use both. And if Chubb, yeah, you're going to start him, but if he's your RB1, I'm not feeling good. If he's your RB1 second-round pick, like we pretty much said to avoid doing, I'm not feeling good. My stream city this week is Latavius Murray, who, again, if he's in the game, he's pretty much going to get the carry or be there to block because Kamara is the mix-it-up guy, and he he's the Swiss Army knife. But Latavius had 15 carries last week. I think they're playing— 48 yards. He wasn't super productive. No, it wasn't super productive. 
But I, with Michael Thomas out, everyone's expecting, everyone's like the Traquan Smith play. They might look to run the ball here. Again, similarly to the 49ers, they're playing the Raiders, a team they should beat, a team they should go in and get the heck out of there, and they should run it down their throats and see if Gruden and those boys can handle it. And ah. I think Murray is a good flex play. Okay, here's my, here's my pushback to this pick. Yeah. Is that if I'm if I'm the Saints yeah. and I look at what the Raiders just did last week, I think if you play the run game, you play into their strengths. You play into the Raiders' strengths by slowing the game down. They want to give Josh Jacobs the ball 25 times. They want to give Josh Jacobs the ball as much as they possibly can. You speed can. it up running the ball. You can, but I think I if you make some big plays in the passing attack early, if you're the Saints, and I think obviously I agree with the Traquan Smith thing. He had one he had one target last game. Michael Thomas got hurt at the end of the game. So if that's any indicator, like the targets are going to go to Emmanuel Sanders. They're going to go to Jared, Jared Cook, Cook and who they're going to go to Alvin bit, Both of them. They're going to go to Alvin Kamara. I I'm not sold on this stream. It feels very touchdown dependent. Now I think that can happen, but that's uh, what I was getting to. He's got a yeah, score for. I, it. I agree with the. I, I agree with the touchdown dependency thing. I mean, when you look at Latavius Murray. You're always hoping that he gets to the goal line, right? They get goal line situations where he's just pounded in, like the Mark Ingram effect, you know. Yeah. I again, it, this is like a stream play. A of, if you need a there's good some, flex, there's guy. some upside to to streaming him to flexing him over other running backs for sure. Guys, that he's gonna kill. He had 15 carries last week, and there's no Michael Thomas this week, and they're gonna be playing a team that they, I presume, will be up on. Yeah. So that's just my so. point there. I, I, so. it is, I agree with you. It is very touchdown dependent, though. If he gets in the end zone, though, he could have a really But he could get in the end zone game. twice. Yeah. He's done it before in games where he's spelling Kamara. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver, uh, homie. We just mentioned him. Emmanuel Sanders. Michael T's out. Breeze is going to need that reliable target. Sanders looked great last week. I think it's just a no-brainer play. I, I saw him on some guy's bench. I was like, well, your team's not. Your team's good. But it's not good enough that Emmanuel Sanders shouldn't be on your bench. He should be a wide receiver three if that's an option. He should be a flex if that's an option, especially in a full-point PPR it's league. It's a great yeah, full-point PPR flex. That's a great flex play right there. This is going to be a good game for them to connect. I'm interested in him. A, 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 a jabroni, I got Chark. Keelan Cole and LaVisca Chenault, I'm not saying they're better receivers than DJ Chark. I'm just saying in the offense that Gruden, the other Gruden dialed up this week, he, look, he threw. He completed nineteen of twenty passes and threw for under two hundred yards. Yeah, they are. He spread it out. They are not pushing the ball down the field. They are playing to his strengths, which are quick throws, getting the ball out of his hands quickly, and getting into the playmaker's hands quickly. And for what we know, DJ Chark is a big play kind of guy. And from what we saw last game, they are not really going that way. And Sands' his touchdown catch. He did not have a good fantasy game. He did not have a fantasy game where people are warranting the warranted a start, and people are starting him as a wide receiver no, it's too. No, it was a fake. It was a fake out on his part because people are going to start him, thinking that he's giving them what he gave them last last year. And you just you look at how many receptions he had. He had three receptions I, on three I, targets. I, they might get rolled. I I think. Really, I. We're not buying into the hype that they no. can be competitive at no. least with the teams in their They're division. Sneaky. I think they're sneaky. I don't know if they're gonna get rolled, but they're sneaky. I think I that Colts think team that, was ill prepared. I, I think I just, they, the weapons on the Titans aren't fantastic unless yeah, they're Henry. Say, I, I don't think the weapons on the Titans are gonna be able to sustain enough power to roll over the. Jets. You want to talk about a fake out? Corey Davis fake out city. Do not do not yeah, buy into that. Some guy played him last week. Do not. That's a fantastic play. I guess they are looking at themselves in the mirror, thinking I, they're the greatest fantasy football player ever. I wrote. I got to read you guys my. My week one review. I do like to write up for my other league. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I'll read it to you later. Um, um, but but the, I think unless I don't know, I think just that game will be a lot of fun to watch because I think you know, yeah. can the Minshew mania continue or is Derek Henry so. or is Derek Henry going to run eighteen I times really, for one hundred ninety really, yards? I'm really rooting for people who start Minshew, who draft him in the first round to win their championships. So free beer, a, a free beer from Budweiser for a year. For yeah. a year, it's worth it. It's really, worth, it's, for it's worth it. If you we were, like beer on this podcast, right? <laughs> we do. I think if you were a fantasy player who the More previous beer. four years had lost like abysmally, why not? Rip Gardner well. in the you why might not? as well. The expectations are set so low. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like, what, what are you paying two hundred bucks for though? For nonsense. Well, hopefully that's not your two hundred dollars league. Yeah, you're talking about your twenty-five, fifty-dollar league. Yeah, and I mean, if you're getting a twenty-five dollar league, things, grow up. In the scheme of things, 
if you're in a $200 league, but you're getting free beer for a year, absolutely worth it. So, so worth it. So worth it. So is it like, yeah, but it's, it's a massive bet. <laughs> the, um, cool. The uh, Stream City, though, Anthony Miller, he had a low snap count, which is concerning, but his six targets, his four receptions, 76 yards, and, and a touchdown, and a tutty. I'm going with him in my flex this week, and okay. I'm feeling good about it. I've always liked him. I've always liked him, too. I've just, I've, I've just always been super uncertain about the guy throwing him the ball. Yes, and he, and I was with you for the first half of that game. And the second half of that game, when they kind of unleashed him and let him spray the ball a little bit, he looked pretty damn good. He made some pretty nice throws. He's talented, but I don't know. I think there's something up there in the between the eyes that are just a little different. <laughs> I just think they, I think they kind of shelter him sometimes. I think they limit him. Let him push the ball. Like Graham looked good for, for the first time in a long time. Anthony Miller looked good. Obviously, Allen Robinson's there. Let him get the ball downfield. Let him move things. Let him get it going. They, um, David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen split snaps, so they went 50-50. So you know that they're looking to, to pass and mix things up more. So I, I like the Anthony Miller play. And I think it's a good— I think I, if they look at last game and they, say, they see what they did, they see that they started throwing the ball more in the second half, and they were successful at that, stick with that. And, and see where that gets you. And tis the theme of the New York team, Swiss cheese defense. Yeah. This, I, the, the Big Ben. Nick, you, you don't like this. I kind of like this as a shootout. Nick, you didn't like it, though. When we were I, don't like it's a shootout. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be a shootout. I think that both offenses need a lot of work. Um, yeah. I, 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 can't be, I can't put my money on a shootout, honestly. Everyone was it's, like, a low, oh, it's a low over-under. Everyone came in their pants after Danny Dimes had that first touchdown, and then it was just – Snooze City after that. Well, I think he's he just made some bonehead rookie mistakes that you know he's a sophomore, a sophomore he's year a sophomore quarterback. Yeah. So sophomore year quarterback, but um, I heard someone liken him. They think he's going to be this year's Jameis from a fantasy perspective. So he's going to make a lot of he's going to turn the ball over a lot, but he is going to be high volume. He's going to throw a lot. Look, he had a he had a bad game against a good offense, and he scored eighteen fantasy points. And I can get why people are excited about that kind of pick, but I'm going to say that's next to impossible because he doesn't have two things that Jameis did. Mike Evans and Chris, Chris Godwin. Godwin. He do, not that he doesn't have some weapons, though. We'll see what I Golden, make we'll, a we'll, quick, we'll see what Golden I make like a, when he comes back. I want to make a quick shout-out. It's, it's not a good shout-out. It's a bad shout-out. Oh, Nick. Uh, one, of, one of the people who actually is in my fantasy league, I, he listens to the show quite often, so okay. hopefully he's listening. Nice, cool. He, we'll he's, tag him. He's starting... Uh, Danny Dimes, right? But he dropped Aaron Rodgers. What? He dropped Aaron Rodgers before week one. What do you? What? I don't know where he drafted him, but his starting quarterback is Danny Dimes. And I picked up Aaron Rodgers off waiver wire today. Wait, that, wait, wait. That's not cool. He drafted, well, he, he, wherever he drafted Aaron Rodgers, he definitely drafted him ahead of Danny Dimes. He had to have, right? I How agree, for sure. But, like, why are you, dra- why are you dropping Aaron Rodgers for anything? Because he saw the Vikings, and I guess... All the like, drugs in the world. Did he not realize that their secondary is, is nothing? All the drugs in the world that Josh wouldn't do that. Josh is in their secondary? Thanks. So now I've got... Now I'm in a dilemma now. Now I've got Dak, Aaron Rodgers, and Josh Allen. And he's in a dilemma. Oh. All viable options. You gotta, you and just, he's in a dilemma. Nick, Should he I'm shave his you, head or flush his head? Josh Allen's going to... Gonna ride you, yeah. He's gonna take. You I'm there. He's gonna he take fucking you better. I'm riding Josh Allen so hard. My team's in shambles, and it's already week two. Um, but yeah, that's a terrible shout out. I get, no, uh, thank you, you got for it, li- Nick. You gotta trade one of those guys so you don't have that headache of who you should play. Nick, I think I, I want to trade Dak. Nick, give that guy the Norwegian buyback. You gotta give him a Norwegian buyback. <laughs> <laughs> that is the perfect yeah. thing to do. Nick, I think um, not to air out like what you should do on with your fantasy team, but I think you should wait until the Cowboys have a nice offensive bounce back week and then sell, sell high on, on Dak. Dak. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I agree. Could be, could be coming up. Um, quickly, tight ends: Boomski, Jared Cook. We kind of mentioned that. I don't think we need to blow the Saints and how we we're think just, they're going to. We're just in on their offense in general. Nice, Nick. Way to sum to it. Way to sum it up, baby. Uh, Jabroni Ertz. That was concerning. That was okay. really concerning. I just want to say that I have been a non-believer of his. Me too. For a very long time. Me too. And it just proves it. Dallas Goder is better than him. He drops a crucial fourth down. He's not. He's not a true tight end one in a fantasy league. Whatever. Come on. Let, him, let him go out there and be the fourth option on like the Saints. Maybe he'd thrive there. No, no, I was but he is not 
he is not a viable. He's been good for a long time. I, I just think they're missy. I don't. I think they're like trying to. Un- they don't want to pay him. So I th- I, to me, it looks like they're stalling contract negotiations, which is smart on their part because I'm with you both that Dallas is better. Dallas Goddard, not the Cowboys. Just Dallas and the Cowboys are better than the Eagles. I think the Eagles. <laughs> I was out on them at the beginning of the year. I am the biggest Carson Wentz non-believer, probably in the podcasting game, and I think that they underutilized Ertz. So they don't have to pay them, and it kind of worked in their favor. Too bad Wentz couldn't. Wentz was looking great, and they let the Washington football team, who yeah, their defensive line is good. The rest of the team, along with like similar to the Jets, hot, 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 left out in the sun, hundred degree weather. There are fires in Los Angeles. Garbage. It is not to make light of the fires, but it is hot garbage. Hot garbage of a team. They're not good, and they are going to prove that going forward. I am not sold on the Washington football team. I'm not drinking that Kool-Aid, and I think the Eagles stink on ice as well, at least offensively. Yeah. And I think Ertz, I'm not expecting a lot out of them because, A, I don't think they're going to utilize him as much as Goddard because he's better and they don't want to pay Ertz, and I don't think Wentz is a great quarterback, let it's alone a good one. It's funny because I think that it's, it's usually one of the more exciting divisions in football, but that is definitely – the least talented division in football this year. I think this is the Cowboys to that's lose like, for sure. If the Cowboys lose, division, that's why gosh. I think they're my, that's why I was so high on them at the beginning of of the year. My, You're not wrong. No, I, mean, I think, I think I, they, can, they go ahead and win eleven games. No, I think I think what we didn't do and what a lot of people did is underestimated how good of a coach Sean McVay is. Well, we slept. Well, they gave us a reason to sleep because last year they were pitiful comparatively to the year before that. But that defense is still And they've made good. a lot of moves that have had us kind of scratching our head a little bit because it's, they're all very win-now. All the, all the moves seemingly... They always win-now. are win-now. But less need is but like I the think, king of win-now. But I think, that they're, I think that they're a lot better than people were giving them credit for. Um, if you have 99 and defense, you're still good. Now, the Cowboys absolutely blew that first game, and they looked, they looked just as bad as the rest of the teams in the NFC East. So I'm not worried about them, though. No, I wouldn't say that. Not as, I mean, as far as like what they did. They underperformed. Like The only team that performed overperformed was the Washington football team and like Josh is saying I don't believe that they're going to continue it was to against do that. That we team. mentioned I mean, McCarthy he can kick so rocks. The, it was more so that the Eagles blew Just it blew it yeah I think things are a little different with Miles Sanders back I hope they are cuz I have him in one of my leagues he better ball he better he better he better ball if if I this lose this all goes back to Zachary's sucking ass yeah if yeah he stinks I like him I mean, I like him as a player but in that scheme he's not good right now I think I like him as a player too I don't think that don't. he's not at the same level as where people are, are slotting him. He's not Travis Kelsey level. Not Mark obviously. Andrews. He's not Mark Andrews level. Who He's not. Kittle. Like Waller. No. Yeah. None of those guys. With Henry. Hunter Henry's better than him. Yeah, Nick, finally, coming into fruition. My, hey, listen, if too bad, if you had a legit. If you, if you guys had a legit quarterback, you'd be good. Um, no, I think no offense to you. Hawkinson. No yeah. fan. Hawkinson and fan. Hawkinson fan. Those guys are going to be good this year. Yeah. Um, um, okay, Stream so City. He was, he was our. He was our. Uh, Jabroni. Stream City. Logan Thomas. I know I just kind of chat on the. Just poo pooed the. <laughs> every, everyone on the Washington football. But team. they're going to have to throw the ball a lot, and he had a lot of targets. He looked good. The coaching staff likes him. They from, like him a lot. From what we've read. Yeah. So I'm actually playing him this week over Gronk and Jimmy Graham, in one of my leagues. Logan okay. Thomas. I don't. Th- I don't think it's ridiculous. I've hit fuck it. They're um, gonna continue to have one. to throw the ball. Oh yeah, that much we know. So, so you, you got to check. And you pray can't he gets throw it. thirty-one targets Terry McLaurin's way. I wish you could. Yeah, it would be cool <laughs> to watch. Um, I also I think that McLaurin he's got a tough matchup this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I hope he plays well, but just just watch out for that. Don't limit your expectations. The Cardinals are good, man. There are stream on the defensive side cuz I think again, you know, we've talked enough about the Washington football team, but they have really good pieces. Chandler Jones is the most underrated player in the league. Bust this week, the Patriots defense we said they would maintain, they did. They look just as good as they did last year. It's just that Seattle def- that Seattle offense also looked just as good if not better than they did last year. They really yeah. didn't miss a beat. They're and, scary. And that's a tough that's just a tough start for me this week. Boom, the Chiefs Nick, I think a out Outside the quarterback position, the Chargers are good. It's just they don't have anything at the quarterback position. It's Tarot, not scary. It's not scary. I don't think that I don't think they're going to turn the ball over. So that's why I'm concerned about the Chiefs being a boom. It's probably not going to get a lot of points, but they'll probably they'll probably hold them to a low amount of points just because of the fact that if the Bengals going to hold them to 16, I think the Chiefs are in, sitting pretty. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying that you. I mean, defenses make their money on 
in terms of fantasy football on turnovers. That's to score. true. Right. That's true. Right. I, they'll and get so some sacks. I think they're gonna. The yeah, I think they're gonna be some sack lunches. Some sack lunches. I think that <laughs> their defense didn't look as good as it actually is last week because you have Deshaun Watson who can get throws off and, and make plays happen. He didn't make them happen as much as he normally does, and I think it's because the Chiefs' defense is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's. Good enough to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, so good enough for me then. It's pretty good. Um, but I agree, Nick. They, I'm not looking at like a Jacksonville six year, four years ago, boom, forty point game. No, 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 no. Can't no. believe right. that happened. Still, that was crazy. Uh, Palos and the Patriots was my best player. I almost kept him last year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that we'll get, we'll have a graphic for you guys. Uh, another graphic uh, coming out is our Buki Mets coming back. Nick, we're gonna let you run with this quickly. You're you're our gambling expert on the stripe. Uh, Toss helped you out. And so what are your picks this week? Give us the quick skinny rundown, baby. Bookie Mets is back. Brought to you by BetOnline. (laughs) Brought to you by BetOnline. And by Mookie Betts, because he's probably going to win the NL MVP now. He had a great game today. Um, Thank you. Anyway. (laughs) Wow, uh, Nick. We'll get to NFL. Um, So I really like the Packers minus six um, at home against the Lions this week. Um, Packers looked pretty damn dominant against the Vikings last week. Um, Detroit did not look great. It's definitely a tough, a tough time going to Lambeau, regardless if there's fans or not. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is playing like an MVP. I think six points is pretty generous um, to give to the Packers. Um, next up, I have the Rams pick them at Philadelphia. We just got done trashing Philly, and we just got done praising the Rams. So there's no points given out there. It's a pick 'em. You know, you might as well just ride it. Um, they're look at, they're playing really good. Um, you know, the receivers are clicking. Goff didn't look too bad. McVay's a smart coach. You get the gist of it. Next up, we got Washington at Arizona, taking Arizona minus six and a half. This is one of the most exciting teams in football this year, and Toss. I think you're with me on this. We're on. We're riding the wave with Arizona. You just made a, Nick made a purchase today. <laughs> I made a DeAndre Hopkins shirt jersey purchase, whatever you call it. Always, Nick's always been a, a big DeAndre guy. Josh and I had the pleasure of meeting DeAndre. Shaking and his, his hand. His and, father. And his, his father as well. Talk some barbecue. We talk we some barbecue. Kyler Murray is my quarterback in, in one of my fantasy teams, mm-hmm. and I'm super excited about just getting to watch him play. Exactly. We just got done trashing the Washington Red. Or, or sorry, the football. <laughs> team. Oops. Okay. <laughs> I think. I think. Uh, what's the? What's the? When do we? When do we cut things off? As far as when we can give ourselves enough slack and we don't mess up the name. I say we play a game. Okay. Nick, that's your freebie. We're well, I play. didn't say it. No, no, no. That, no, 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 no. That you're good. You're good. You're free. Starting now, we're going to keep track of who says it and who doesn't say it. And we'll decide off air and come to the fans next week with what the punishment is. Or we'll make a little video, which is fun. Whoever says it the most on air has to do a punishment. At okay. The end of the season. I'm down. By the end of by the by Super Bowl or by like the end of regular season. What? They're not making the Super Bowl, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I agree with this pick, Nick. I think um, this yeah, is a, six this and is and a half fun is one. You want to see Arizona just trounce them. You want to see their offense mm. clicking on all cylinders. And again, we don't buy the hype from the Washington football team. We don't think that they can make this a close one or sneak a win by the Arizona Cardinals like they did against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Arizona Cardinals defense is good. It's surprisingly good, and I am I I I project a big game from Isaiah Simmons this week. Wow, we love him. We love him. We do. Uh, Those are the three uh, spread picks. Now we'll give you two over unders that we like. Um, New Orleans in Las Vegas. Viva! The first game ever played in Las Vegas in that amazing stadium. I'm I'm so pumped to when they let people go inside there. I'm I'm buying a ticket to go to a game. You love Vegas, man. It's happening. I like Vegas. I mean, I'm the I'm the spokesperson for Bookie Mets. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> True. All right. Over under is 49 and a half. We're going over. It's going to be a shootout. Maybe not close, but these balls are going to be moving a lot. Drew Brees is going to be clicking. I mean, Vegas left 34 points to Carolina. I'm sure they're going to let up more points to New Orleans. With I'm sure Vegas is going to get the ball rolling with Josh Jacobs, probably scoring another three touchdowns. Who knows? 
for sure. I think I think um, I hope he's also on my fantasy team. So I would I would love that from Josh Jacobs. I think that what a lot of people aren't considering is that these teams they didn't get their preseason games in, and so these right. early games, especially with a, a plus matchup for the Saints here, they're not looking to they're looking to win. They want to win the game, obviously, but they want to make sure that things are clicking, especially with Michael Thomas out. Let's add some points and some just some collaboration between Drew Brees and our other weapons. And I think because of that, they are going to they're going to pedal to the metal, and they're not going to be afraid to put up big numbers against this Raiders team. They're not going to go up two scores and just run the ball the rest of the rest they're of the keep game. Throwing it. Also, if they if they go up two scores quick, you can guarantee that they're going to get another two or three scores in this game because that's yep. just how high functioning the Saints offenses. So I think that I, I like this over right here, Nick. I think it's a great pick. Next up, last but not least, we've got Baltimore coming into Houston. Good we like the under here, 51 and a half. You know, it's two quarterbacks that people are really high on, Lamar and Deshaun. But as Josh mentioned at the top of the show, Deshaun's probably going to have a tough game against the Baltimore defense mm-hmm. that held Cleveland to six points. It's It really just comes down to defense for me here. Um, a lot of run game going to be going to be put forth, um, you know, with Ingram and Dobbins and Jackson kind of co- contributing all all across the board. But also, we mentioned Houston. You know, we think David Johnson's going to have a big game on the ground as well. So not a lot of passing going on here in this game. I don't think personally. Um, I do think that the under is going to hit. Yeah, I think this one's. Um, we were back and forth on this one. It was a, it was kind of a, our toughest pick. But I do think that part of the reason why we give you this game and we give you the the Washington football team versus the Arizona Cardinals is because betting is supposed to be fun. You're supposed to do it responsibly and take care of your money. Um, But if you are doing it, we want you to have a good time enjoying watching teams that aren't necessarily the teams that you normally root for. So I think because of that, sometimes you like to uh, get a little bit of a risky bet in there. And I think the only reason why this one's risky is because there have been games before in the Bill, Bill O'Brien era for the Texans where the matchup was not a good matchup for mm. them, and Deshaun Watson somehow miraculously goes off and yeah. throws for you know three touchdowns. Like 700 and, yards. Yeah, he goes crazy. Um, and I think if that happens, then we're looking at a shootout. I just don't think that that's going to happen with the weapons that Deshaun Watson has and, and what the defense for the Ravens is doing right now. So, A.K.A. the weapons that Deshaun doesn't have. Ooh, yeah. Exactly. Nick, what are Turn that on. Is that one to Arizona? <laughs> yeah, good trade though. Good trade. Um, <laughs> moron. Uh, that's well, what I got. That's what you got, Nick. You know what? As they, as we've heard from the ladies, you've been in the bedroom with. You're efficient, man. The oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just some. Are I we s- getting a lot of DMs from women that I've slept with I, on the Instagram? I, I saw a tweet. Yes, I saw a tweet yesterday. It was weird. You saw a tweet. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah, the I, with a charity. The, the charity stripe retweeted it. Um. So yeah, cool. Guys, we actually uh, we found out that we have. Uh, I found out that we have a new listener today, which I'm really excited about. I hope he's listening <laughs> to, this, to this episode because he listened to our last one. Um, our our landlord, this is really the, the Stripe Studio landlord, Itzak Yaron. Itzak, <laughs> if you're listening, thank you. Keep listening. Um, we enjoy being your tenants. Yeah, we love you, Itzak. It's all good. Such a good man. Uh, cool. Uh, Does he remember your name yet? Us? Yeah, he does. He now knows Alex. me as, as Alex. George, yeah. how are you, George? Good. So good yeah, to see good. you. Did you just go on the run, George? Look, he's a he's a great, landlord. such a fucking nice guy. He's a great, landlord. love him to death. Uh, I would invite him. To, would you invite it if you and Autumn are getting married in the year? Would you invite him? No, that's weak. That's, I'm just kidding. He's like, of course I would invite you. <laughs> that's bullshit. That is. You're telling a, him that he's not gonna invite your wedding to that's the second episode Nick, that he's listening to. Nick, that's baby. That's such that's a loaded. That's such a loaded question. Well, you answered it. Uh, and to the fa- also, the, it's a, such a hypothetical at this point in time. Oh, I'm 25 years old. Darn. Well, I have big a notice to Autumn and Nitsock no, out there. It's, it's <laughs> a financial notice to all the listeners that I'm not. Listen. I'm not raking in the dough right now. <laughs> I have a feeling that, that Josh would let Nitsock officiate his wedding officiate his wedding. I yes. completely agree. Now. I would let him say something for sure. <laughs> I, I no, no, I wouldn't do that to my, my wife gets fine. Now the groom's landlord. <laughs> Don't Get tell me, dude. Speech. It's too, it's too funny. I would, if my wife was like, Hey, between Isak, Nick and toss, you only get one of them to speak at your wedding. But if he was in there, you guys would be in trouble. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
I don't. I feel like. Look, he's. The, I. I feel like I also it's, just hope that he's not your landlord when you when it's time for you to get married. Sure, sure, but like doesn't uh, mean I'm not. He owns a lot of properties. <laughs> he has myself. He calls me sometimes. Um, enough about the landlords. Great Seriously, stuff. If you're Those, listening, you know, talk, I appreciate. Yeah, it. we love you, man. You're the homie. Um, and we love the fans out in there in general. So the fans out there, drag both feet about swing on a full count, rip that puck, hit that putt, hit your PKs because they free and your free throws. Why, guys? Because they're free. They're free. They're free. We outcha. We love and you. Sponsored by Bet Online. Jeez. <laughs> we sitting here. I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. High fly ball by the right field. She is gone. Play clock at five. Is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History puddle. Back. Gives it to Jenkins for the championship. He's going for the corner. He's got it. Bases loaded. Two out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.